0: I like to. Actually, I guess one of the phrases i want to talk about is uh, I, the whole thing I'm gonna talk about is that uh, you know. Oh, my bad. I was never mind. I'll wait till later to talk about that. But um. No, it's not that many note cards. Only three, the rest are blank. But, uh, <laughs> but, so, our body is not our body. Our body, I see our body more as a gift from God, and it's up to us to take care of it. What we do with the body that God has given us shows a lot about how we value um, just him overall. And when I'm, I'm more of a hands-on learner, or hands-on and learning through real life experiences. And one thing that helped me with this is back when Oprah gave everybody a car, um, where she was telling the crowd, like, you get a car, you get a car, you get a car. I thought about, or the one thing I wanted to see was like years later, I wanted to call people back, be like, bring your car back. I just want to see you and your car. <laughs> and I can only imagine how some of those cars look. Like some of them might not even have the car anymore. Wow. Like what happened? Oh. I let somebody take it and they never brought it back. Or, oh, we were joking around and I ran over it with something else. Things like that. Or, yeah, or somebody might bring it back and painted a whole different color and got big rims on it. and wow. Like, you never know. But I also looked at it that way because God right. He's doing gave us the life of breath. And I feel that that's a big sacrifice because I remember doing my lifeguard training. One of the things we had to work on was breathing into other people. I think about breathing life into somebody else. That's a lot more work than just breathing air into somebody else. <laughs> and I don't like the like when you sit in there, breathe, breathe. It kind of wears you out a little bit. So I was thinking of him breathing life into us. That's him making a fairly big sacrifice. Um, if the scripture I have scriptures written down. If anybody would like to read them, I don't have. Alright, um, Genesis 2-7, would you like to read it? You said yeah. We thought <laughs> you meant like later. So you really are hands-on, I see. Alright, let me get there. Genesis? Um, yeah, you said 2-7. Is there a particular um, book that you would like me to read from? Which version, I should say? Okay, well. You said 2-7. All right. New Living Translation, is that right? Mm -hmm. There it goes. Uh, Then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. He breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils, and the man became a living person. Thank you. (laughs) Now, just in case anybody was like, I don't think God breathed life into anybody. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But the and then another key point was that this spirit is within us so not only do you have life in you but you have the spirit of god like it, it's in you and that's kind of it's that like your body's more of a temple for what he's given you so if it's in there you're take like you 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 should honor the temple just because of what's in it mm. and the scripture i had for that is Cor- first corinthians six nineteen. we believe you all right <laughs> <laughs> Uh, six nineteen. I I can read it. I'm sorry. I didn't mark the pages because I didn't plan on reading it, to be honest with you. So, uh, where is it at? Oh. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. It's same thing I said right there. So, um, and then the next section i like to talk about is remaining in your lane, and I don't want any photos taken. The next section I had was remain in your lane, and, um, and by this what i'm saying is god has a plan for everyone everyone although we have although we are one body working towards our uh, overall goal i feel which is to glorify god and all that we do we're all given a specific plan god ha- made everyone differently uh nobody well i mean people are there are polymaths and i feel that i feel like overall being a polymath would be kind of boring uh just someone that's good at good and knowledgeable at everything oh. so it's not it's more so not only can they tell you about music not can they write music but they can play it but they can play it on everything mm-hmm. or not not only are they good at art but they can sculpt paint and then build a building like they, but that's on a wide range of stuff mm-hmm. and I feel like that would be a board like if everybody was a polymath it would be very difficult to get anywhere because everybody it's going to be on their own, you know? You're not going to want to glorify anybody. You're not going to want to work with anybody to glorify God. Right. Um, you're kind of doing your own thing, and that takes away from the overall purpose, which I talked about before uh, a long time ago. Actually, it was earlier this year. I was here last <laughs> <laughs> okay. you, got, you got me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, where was that? Yeah, and Jeremiah one, four through five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry if it seems like I'm everywhere. It's been a very busy week with me running around trying to figure things out. I didn't even think I was gonna be going this week. Uh Jeremiah four one through five. Ooh. What was that? Jeremiah. Jeremiah four, one through five. Four one through five, yes. And basically, what well, I want you to take away from this. Since it's several verses, um, the key point is that God knew you before you were created, which not only means that he had a plan for you, but you were relevant to him before you were relevant to anyone else. So I know a lot of people are like, or I know in high school, I used to think I'm irrelevant to other people because like they just they don't know who i am the quiet kid in the back of the room so it doesn't matter uh i'm only you know there to please my mom my dad my sister with everything that i do but then reading this made me think like before you were relevant to the ones that love you most god loved you before you even thought to them and that to me is hard for me to wrap my mind around um the other important thing is that we are made in his image therefore whatever when you when you what's the best way to put it? I'm trying to think of a nice way to put it but whatever you are given is what God wants you to have you're not he didn't give you if, like if he made you short it was because God need you to be short <laughs> we don't know why yet but he needs you to be short or if you're tall he needs you to be tall there's something for you that he needed or it could be someone else needs you to be tall, so God made you tall for them um okay. things like that, yeah, and word. I got that from genesis 120 Oh, I already told you that one twenty seven uh well I can go to it and read it mm-hmm. and overall, like all of this is more more so just i don't think I so, like gave a good introduction of what I plan on talking about, but uh, more so just taking care of yourself and your body and treating your temple, your body as a temple, a very sacred temple that you should honor no matter what. Um, Genesis 127, God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he, him, male and female, created he, them. Did I read that right? So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It made sense when I was at home. It's not making sense right now. (laughs) 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 I mean like it made (laughs) (laughs) I I mean I understand what it's saying but for some reason it's not clicking like it was at home. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then the, the last and final chapter, or not chapter, the last and final topic that I have, the overall topic, is uh, really just a key point that you are not forgotten. And if you're like me, when I was growing up, one thing that I struggled with was believing that God had a plan for my life. When you're young, older people always coming up to you, God, I got something big for you. <laughs> and I'm like, sure, everybody your age say that. Um, <laughs> When, when, I mean, even now sometimes I'm like, people are like, God has something great for you. I believe it when I see it. That's what I, like, I, that's what comes to mind. I just tell them, thank you. I believe that. And <laughs> I shouldn't be lying up here, should I? <laughs> I tell them, thank you. I I believe that. And, you know, I'll pray about it and work towards that. Uh, Yeah. Romans 8.32 Romans 8.32 He that spread not his own son but delivered him up for us Oh I'm sorry I forgot What I, what I meant, to go, meant to say before that was uh, the reason we know that he hasn't forgotten anyone is he sacrificed his own son for us and one thing I heard in music class was, I don't know, I wasn't paying attention, but all I heard one day was the <laughs> Lamb of God and the lamb of God. Oh, the lamb of God. And at first, I was like, I don't think God had a lamb. <laughs> but I was, because we were in music, and I didn't know why she would mention a lamb and God and all that, but um, I started tuning back in, and then I started thinking about it. I read several chapters out of my Bible every day to study, especially with work and stuff. I haven't been here as much. And uh, when, when I heard it, I was like, the Lamb of God. And I thought about where I'm at right now in the Old Testament. It seems like every time I open my Bible, they're talking about lambs, how it has to be a, a perfect lamb. It can't be an old lamb. It can't be a weak lamb. It can't, like... I'm like why do you why does it matter like if if you killing it it's just gonna die like you sacrifice the lamb and you know it's sacrifice but I thought back on it and I was like God gave his only son and they referred to him to the, the lamb of God I was like so this is like the big man giving the big lamb so this is you know the this is the lamb you know <laughs> and people are telling us like you know you've heard what would Jesus do and I'm like I'm supposed to be following in the steps of the lamb and I think back on how all of these lambs that were being sacrificed were described in detail you know um just if you, you can open up to any page and, where am I at right now <laughs> any any page or any uh oh I have no connection but (laughs) I'm pretty sure (laughs) I can find it where am I at it might be Leviticus somewhere is it it might be Leviticus, I'm currently there and no matter where you are God has given directions on what your sacrifice should look like, basically sound like, smell like, taste like, it's all there. Um, And I'm like, I don't think I could be that lamb because although it might not be anything dramatic, I'm still not that lamb. Like I wouldn't be, and it it sounds crazy that you want to be the lamb that God would want to sacrifice because that would involve you dying, but at the same time, it means that you were worthy in his eyes and that kind of it kind of really changed the way I looked at the whole thing it also changed the way I looked at what would Jesus do because my dad told me a joke a long time ago about I think he heard it from Joel Osteen but it was about uh two kids like with pancakes and he was like one was like well it's when the pancake left he was like I want it the other boy was like I want it and somebody said what would Jesus do in my mind or the other boy said, well, then you be Jesus. In my mind, I've always thought, if I was Jesus, I'm going to eat the pancake, and I'm going to tell you God will provide, and I'm going to go about my day. (laughs) So it changed the way I looked at the whole thing, because in reality, God loved. He loved everyone, and he put God first in everything that he did. Or Jesus loved everyone, put God first in everything that he did. And if it wasn't about God... He wasn't there; like he basically wasn't present. And I'm, I'm just, I'm not really that way yet. But that is something that I will be working on from this point forward, since I've learned it. Uh, but back to Romans eight thirty two. He that spread his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him so freely give us all things? And basically, he's saying that he gave his son, his own son, which I'm glad we don't do that today because it just, like, right. That's another reason why, you know, I'm glad that he gave his son. And then, oh, and the last thing. It relates to it as well. I think about the process that everyone goes through. With every, like I started out with, everyone being unique, everyone having their own path and their own journey. Uh, hold on, we can't we can't use like you know what? I work I work somewhere <laughs> where I operate. I operate different attractions one of the attractions I operate is a little water slide with a lot of little kids and i remember one day i was standing there this basically sums up the whole thing i'm getting to but all these little kids come up everybody is some of them are trained some of them are untrained in terms of how to behave <laughs> and um <laughs> it make it can make my job difficult but i remember one day i was mad well not mad but like i was standing there because we we're there for hours And I was thinking to myself, why is it that I am still standing at the top of this slide letting little kids know when they can and cannot go? But I got friends out here buying houses and cars and, you know, like they're doing like I'm like they're doing stuff with their life. And I'm telling kids they can get on the slide. (laughs) But I sat there and I thought about how life worked. The slide was the end goal for a lot of these kids, like they're, all they were focused on was getting to the slide. But I told them they had to wait in line, that there's a process to get to the slide. Mm. And some of these kids actually stand in line, like they, they can wait, they know how to behave. But they stand there, and those are the ones, I have to treat them all the same, but those are the ones that I favor. While other little kids are sprinting by, diving into the slide, although I'm telling them, like, you can't, like, I let them know you can't do it. But at the same time, I can't grab these kids, snatch them up, and put them in line. So I remember, and for some reason that same day, I was like, so, I was like, okay, I see what you're doing. I don't like it, but I see what you're doing. <laughs> because growing up, I was one of those kids that stood in line. And some of the kids will stand in line, like you tell them, wait right there in line, they'll just stand there and look at you <laughs> and stare at you until you tell them to take a step forward. And I like it was one little boy that was standing there and he just stood there and stared at me and he, the line would move around him and I was like how long have you been waiting there he said I don't know you didn't tell me to go yet I said come on you can come in and I let him go but then I thought about how he waited and let people by and he didn't have any problem with it and he, he was juggling with other kids in line and whatnot. but growing up I was the kid I felt like I was doing everything by the book like by like what were we supposed to do my friends would party or well people I knew would party and drink and all that kind of stuff and I'm like why you keep giving them all this stuff you know but I kinda saw it as they were the kids running by the line jumping head first down the slide not paying attention and as soon as the thought came to mind there was a, a lot of kids a lot of different ages a lot of different sizes there was one girl she was probably a bit older definitely we would say a bit older and there was a little boy a very 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 little boy and I watched him sprint by twice told him he couldn't do it he didn't want to listen she went down the slide and was standing up at the bottom I told him don't do it he wouldn't pay attention went head first down the slide caught her legs and she fell back on him I screamed because I thought I was gonna get fired (laughs) he cuz she fell back and landed right on top of him I was like oh and I looked at the person at the bottom, and they looked at me, I said, I didn't do it. He jumped and he went on his own. But I thought about it and was like, that's what happened when you don't pay attention or you don't follow the guidelines. I was like, from here on out, I will stick to what I've been doing. You know, not smoking, not drink because I don't want anybody falling on me, or I don't want anything crushing me <laughs> once once I get to where I want to go. Yeah. And it was just kinda it was just kinda like the whole thing was like one big slap in the face almost because it, it the way it happened was just oh it was i mean i'll probably say i don't talk out loud to god but i don't talk that often but when <laughs> when i'm working or by myself i'll have thoughts going through my head but it's mainly like me and god because i know he can i feel strongly that he can hear whatever i have going on in my mind so i'm sitting there and i'm like okay i went praying but everything i was talking about you just you know you showed it right here in front of me so that for me that was a that was a lesson learned and i hope it helped make sense of everything else that i was talking about